0: Hey, you found us. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast. I'm Ben Glixman with my tag team partner, Matt Story. And Matt, uh, a tip of the hat to you right away for nailing the Bobby Hurley extension length uh, I did. of everything. I did. I got.
1: Yeah, yeah. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I think it was right in the sweet spot. I didn't know if it was realistic. I mean, but yeah, I guess, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's enough to keep stability, but it's not enough to feel like we're hamstrung if a change is needed I hope a change isn't needed I feel exactly the same way I did you know seven eight months ago when we talked about his future and like I I like him and we've you know we've discussed it a lot you know like I, I think he's done a pretty good job here given the circumstances so hope it's not but I also know that you know, Things change. The way we felt about Herm Edwards uh, changed a lot in a 12 month span, and so you know, uh, you like to have that flexibility at least.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. I I think that it is the right move. You don't need to give a guy a rolling five years anymore. No, I agree. There's no reason to do that. No, no. I mean the four year
1: recruiting class is is almost a, a thing of the past especially in basketball um, i mean it, not so much in football though it's changing but with basketball i mean we've talked about it, it it's it's one year at a time maybe two uh, if you get a if you get a transfer who's a you know coming off his freshman year and you feel like well all right pretty pretty good chance this guy's here for two years um, like Frankie Collins, for example, uh, mm-hmm. that's a bonus. Uh, other than that, it's, it's high school kids who could leave right away, or it's transfers who are maybe one year rentals, uh, because they're, they've already played a lot of years somewhere else or whatever. So now I don't, I don't think you need a five year window anymore for a
0: coach. Yeah. I, and look, he's proven adept at identifying transfers who fit his needs um, yeah, that being said he's gonna have to do it again now yeah yeah it it appears now, that we are going to be uh getting one more year with one Cambridge brother,
1: yeah um, yeah, see I mean he committed and and I read there's a chance, although I haven't heard that maybe this has changed, but some thought that Warren Washington could use his extra year, which would be huge if true,
0: yeah. That would be big, uh, especially, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. given I mean, we that. We talked a lot about that last week, the loss of him thinking it was a certainty. I didn't.
1: It's hard to keep up with who has extra years and who doesn't, but I, I read in the last week or so that, you know, he does have an extra year he could use. And, yeah, I mean, given what he gave us this year and what we had behind him, which wasn't much, uh, that would be great to have him back.
0: Now you've got, on the flip side, uh, Enoch Boyacci, Transfer portal Jemiah Neal appears destined to be gone as well, yeah. Yeah, and DJ Horn. Um, and and I saw, yeah, I, I, you know, you and I talked. I I also saw Luther Muhammad is rumored to be entering the transfer portal, although it's unclear how he has eligibility left, (laughs) right? right, Um, Exactly,
1: yeah, I read that too. Like, uh, I don't think he has any years, but. Who knows? It's all so weird right now. It it'll be nice in like two years or so, I suppose. When when the twenty twenty year is so far in the past that we don't have to like think like, well, does that count? Does it not count? What count? Like it'll be easier to follow once that's you know all all guys came in after
0: that point. Yeah. Um, but certainly, look, if you get Washington back, you've got it. Seems everyone seems pretty content that Collins. And Nunez will be back. Yeah, um, I mean, Collins is, is the example. And, you know,
1: I know it's, I've read stories about it, especially with quarterbacks in college football now. That Like, you almost, you almost want to get the transfer after his freshman year because that's the one that he hasn't graduated yet, so he can't play right away. He's already used his one-time transfer immediate eligibility. So you feel the most confident with a guy like that. It's like, okay, yeah, it, you know, barring something weird, he's got to stay and keep playing with you.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm. And so you've got, well, let's let's back up. You've got a core right now that that's basically of of guys who played minutes: Nunez, Collins, Brennan, Cambridge, mm-hmm. maybe Gaffney. Yeah, yeah, and, and maybe Washington. Maybe I Washington. Guess. It, like yeah. if Washington comes back, that's huge. That's it is. That's huge. It is for this Yeah, team. I mean, so we.
1: We know Desmond Cambridge is gone. He's out of eligibility. Mm-hmm. We presume Luther Muhammad is gone, one way or the other. I guess.
0: Um, yeah.
1: And and we know that I guess Jemiah Neal is gone.
0: Mm-hmm. Those
1: are our those are the three guys who played. And, and I guess DJ Horn.
0: Yeah. Uh, if we you know, um, DJ it, Horn has, apparently is just looking for that nil money. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was and, the report off look, of Sun Devil source. Right. Right. You know, and, and
1: I mean, I get it. I I do. He's a graduate, I think. So he's got the, uh, you know, he transferred to us, but he's got the opportunity to play right away. And, and like, all right, you know, it was a little bit of a bumpy year this year. He had the suspension. Now he seemed to come back from that strong and played well down the stretch and, you know, but, um, you know, change of scenery. Okay. Uh, again, the five guys that I saw on senior day, I figured they were all gone. But one of them was Devin Cambridge, who says he's coming back, and Warren Washington, I guess, is a chance. The other three were Desmond Cambridge, Horn, and Muhammad. So, I'm like, in my mind, I felt like, well, all right, they're, they're gone, because, you know, when you partake in senior day, you assume that's it.
0: hmm So, look, it's a a very good, you know, anchor to build from. You know, with yeah, having yeah. Cambridge back and Collins and Nunez, so if you if you just take those three, look, Duke Brennan is a solid twelve to fifteen minute a game big man. So yeah, if yeah. if, was if Warren say, Washington doesn't, bench, yeah. yeah, if Warren Washington doesn't come back, you still have I think a starter position available there, but you at least you know have a a capable guy, you know. Right who can get you some minutes so you can, you don't need, you don't need a Warren Washington. It'd be great if you got Warren Washington Sure, back, but, sure, you sure, know.
1: no, exactly, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I think ideally, ideally he comes back and, and gets a little bit better, and, uh, you know, I mean, he had a really good first year here, if he, if he improves by just a little bit, you know, he could be a, I think an all-conference type player. Um and, and would be a huge piece to have and it, yeah if you don't have him you need uh, someone comparable I think because yeah I think we we discussed it last week like Duke Duke Brennan is a is a nice player but if you're counting on him for 30 to you know 32 minutes a night um, I don't I don't think that's a recipe for success certainly against teams with other good big men yeah agreed so we'll see we'll see but uh, you know overall I think um, I think, you know, as you kind of get a little bit of distance from, I mean, not much distance, but a little bit of distance from that TCU loss, uh, you know, I, I think you'd call this season a, a success. It could have been greater. I mean, if you put a letter grade on it, I'd, I'd probably call it a B or B minus with the with the caveat that it wouldn't have taken much to get to an A or A minus. Uh, uh, it was close in a few circumstances, but, you know, it certainly was an improvement over the last two years. And I feel better about the state of the program than I have since, you know, probably since the Pac-12 tournament got shut down in 2020, really.
0: Yeah, agreed. Um, and, and I do think that there is at least among the ASU Twitter sphere, so people who care, which is sure. a fraction of the Phoenix market. Sure. Um, I think there's universal disgust at the Michael Crow statement. And and a lot of people have jumped on the view of bringing Hurley back because if you're not going to support the program, then you at least need a charismatic coach. So you do, you do. And, but then I flipped that on its head and I think to
1: myself in in some ways, like, what is it? I mean, does Bobby Hurley just like living in Arizona. I don't blame him. I like living in Arizona. I don't, you know, um, but like, boy, if, if Bobby Hurley who sees his brother now go into the final four and I'm sure has aspirations of doing the same as a coach, yeah, gosh, does he really think he could get that done here? I don't, I don't see the, the support system in place to get that done unless you just have a, you know, uh, a miracle, you know, you're an 11 seed and you get hot at the right time, which can happen. But you're you're not going to be a, a really a Final Four caliber program here, given the current structure.
0: I think it's more of a what was open for him now. Like, and I
1: suppose that's probably true. Yeah, know, yeah. He seems like St. John settled on Patino very
0: quickly. Um, and and it's, Georgetown, is a, I don't know that that was realistic. And, well, and, and is so, Providence yeah. a better job than ASU? Maybe, but I'm not but, sure that it is. Uh, yeah. yeah. But in terms of, you know, is it a markedly better step up? No. I don't think it is,
1: no. And and that's that's a point to be made is, you know, you, you play the long game if you're him and you think, hey, if I can have another pretty good season next year, we get in the tournament again, maybe, uh, maybe there's a, you know, a, a higher level ACC job open or Big East or yeah. something like that. Because, yeah, I mean, St. John's and Georgetown have made that comparison to you and others. I think they're they're Arizona State of the East Coast. They're Arizona State with better history, yeah. but but their current structure is in many ways very similar. They play in a you know they play in a second hand arena, nice arena, but not theirs. Yeah. Uh, big city, tough to gain traction, you know, and and they never quite
0: you know do better than mediocre, and that kind of describes ASU in many ways. Yeah, and it'd be another thing if you know there was a reason for him to go back to new jersey yeah or something where maybe he's interested in taking a, a lower tier program to go back to new jersey but it certainly doesn't seem like it i mean his his limited nba career was west coast based true true um you know he's been here now for the better part he's of a decade here. next right yeah. yeah um his kids here his wife seems to like it fine from all the yeah. news stories yeah. He seems to like it fine. So, yeah, if there's no rush, then then there's no rush. Sure, sure. And maybe you, you wait for, and I don't know what that job would
1: be. I mean, obviously, the you know, the Duke job has gone to someone else now. There was always that thought of, like, well, is he a candidate to replace Krzyzewski? And it doesn't seem like anybody really was. It kind of decided that before before any opening was there. But, you know, is there a higher-level ACC, um, you know, if if – Pit would come open or
0: something like that, you know. Or or, or how about like a? I mean, I'm thinking like how about like a Vandy, you know? Yeah, yeah,
1: SEC level. Yeah, I mean that's true because SEC basketball has gotten much better, um, you know. And if if there's movement, I mean, not not a Kentucky, but yeah, uh, you know, an Arkansas or Mm -hmm. you know a program of that caliber that is is maybe a, a second tier, not Kentucky. But, you know, that that level, you know, you never know. I mean, that guy moves on, that guy, you know, whatever. Um, Yeah, I mean, I'm sure, you know, I I read or heard, I don't know if it was, I can't remember who it was, some, you know, sarcastic, like, you know, well, you know, boy, there she was the wrong Hurley. And and my immediate thought was uh, if you flip him, Bobby Hurley's going to the final four right now and Dan Hurley's going to the first four. Because it's, I mean, I think they're both good coaches. Dan Hurley's done a really good job but the support that you have to succeed at UConn is much better than what you have at ASU.
0: Absolutely. Um.
1: And I hate saying that. Now, here's the, you know, you mentioned the thing about Crow's comments, and I thought of it just as you said that. The cynic in me says, were Crow's comments, even though he said in that same interview, you know, we don't take sides on the arena proposal, were they sort of designed to try to drive people like me get to vote in this, to think, well, all right, here are my two, the two options for ASU basketball are move to this off-campus arena, which is at least newer and nicer, or just continue to play in the same rundown desert financial with no improvements. I mean, Mm. if those are the two options, I'm a little bit more tempted to vote for the off-campus arena. I hate it, but it might be the lesser of two evils.
0: Is the idea to just have a bunch of formerly used sporting venues the football <laughs> stadium.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, you know, Packard and, and Karsten, I mean, Karsten now is completely bulldozed sadly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it kind of feels like it. And I, you know, I, I think we've discussed this. I know I've talked about it with a couple other people that like, you know, I'm sure Crow is salivating at the thought of tearing down desert financial and selling that land for development hotels you know, mixed use retail and condos or what? you know, kind of like what they've done across from the football stadium. I mean, it, it's prime land right there by the new football stadium. And, uh, you know, I'm sure they can make good money off of it. And I am certain he would love for that arena to be vacated so they can get rid
0: of it. I just don't understand, you know. I
1: don't really like- either. I Well, I understand it from this, from the standpoint of someone who's all about dollars and cents and doesn't really care about sports. And that, I believe, is what he is. We've talked about that. Um, financially, economically, yeah, probably is the right move. You know, go be a tenant at the Coyotes Arena. Um, who cares if we have bad dates? Who cares if there's no fan interest? Because, like, ah, great, and I can sell this land and I can make money. You know, from his perspective, I think it's a win-win. From an ASU basketball fan perspective, it feels like a lose-lose.
0: Yeah, Absolutely.
1: So but I I don't know. I mean I'm not sure that's the case, but part I will say those comments have made me second guess my thought on that arena proposal because I already kind of like the idea of the coyotes playing in Tempe. I don't go to a ton of hockey games, but you know, if they played in a a regulation size arena where tickets could be affordable and it was fifteen minutes from my house on a Monday night versus, you know, uh, an hour, I would be more likely to go to some games. Um, and now thinking like, well, God, if, if that doesn't, per, if that doesn't pass, then basically is it just like, well, sorry, uh, you know, six more weeks of winter, uh, 10 more years of rundown desert financial. It kind of feels that way.
0: Yeah, it, it sure does. So we'll see. Um, let's pivot out. You, you mentioned Dan Hurley and Yukon in the <laughs> final four. You, you've also... You've Got future Pac-12 member San Diego State in the final four. <laughs> yeah, hole. I guess. Yeah. Um, it, I mean, what an odd. I, I mean, I saw this everywhere, but what an odd change from last year, where you've got Villanova, Kansas, UNC Like you've got the bluest of blue bloods. You do, yeah. And now yeah, it's and Miami. I mean, yeah, and it's a, UConn. It's a very big
1: change. Yeah, UConn is is what UConn's one. They won four national titles now, right? Yeah, they were
0: their four, last right? one was 2014.
1: Yeah, they won in 14, and they won three with Calhoun, so four since four since 99. Which I I think I read a stat, I can't remember exactly, but you know they have as many national titles at, or like they've been they've been a top four seed as many times as they've missed the tournament since 99. But they happen to have four national titles in that span, and, and potentially a fifth coming. So kind of an odd program they've had some lean years after the you know after they left the Big East um, you know I think they won their first year in the American they won the title and then certainly went through the wilderness a little but um, you know made a, made a good hire with Dan Hurley and they got a good team and they have I mean if you just look at scores you know just look at you know point differential. I think far and away they've been the most impressive of the four teams. They have not been close to losing. I mean, they've blown everybody out in the second half of every game.
0: Well, and it's been, not not just that they're not close to losing, but this could not have broken any better for them. They're, no. You know, no. they are the, hi- are they the highest remaining seeded no. team, I believe? Yeah. And it's like... One, so-
1: one four, two fives, and a nine. Yeah, yeah.
0: So you know, I, I don't know, it, it just, it, it certainly feels like it's theirs to lose at this point. In a
1: way, it does, yeah, I mean, I, it's, it's interesting, because I remember, like, maybe two weeks before the tournament, I saw, it was an ESPN Plus article, and it was like, you know, breaking down, the, you know, who can, who can win the tournament, you know, before seeding or anything, and it listed eight teams, you know, got to eight teams that could win it all, and they were the, you know mostly the ones and two seeds type teams, but then UConn was in it. And I thought like, really Uh, boy, they kind of sputtered their way through the big East. They were, I think they got to number one in the country in like December and then kind of, kind of, you know, cooled off. Didn't really have the greatest conference season. Um, And, and, you know, like, I don't know, but boy, I mean, yeah, it it certainly looks like they're the favorite. Now that hasn't mattered much in this tournament. Uh, I mean, you know, we didn't, we didn't have a one seed get to the elite eight. We had one, two seed, um, so, you know, being the favorite, I don't know if it matters, but they're playing well. They got some size, they got some shooting. Um, uh, you know, I'll admit I couldn't have named you a player on the team prior to the tournament. Um, and, and that, that's probably the case for all four of these teams in reality. I don't, I don't know that any of the four teams, if you'd asked me on March 1st to name, you know, one starter on e- on any of them, I would have been able to do it
0: no I I could which, not have I still I am not sure I could is do good for FAU. college basketball but
1: that's the case
0: <laughs> um, so
1: and no oh, I, I agree I mean like I'm not sure I could give you a full name of somebody on San Diego State yeah I know some last names from having watched games um, but like yeah and Florida Atlantic I got one uh, the Janelle Davis I believe is the point guard or you know um, and I've watched some of them but yeah just like the and, and that, I guess I'm, you know, I'm kind of moving into the bigger picture conversation. Like I've read something, oh, this tournament's great because it's so unpredictable and this is so great. And it's like, is it, I mean, is it good that, that there's no heavyweights at all and that even the heavyweights didn't really feel like heavyweights? And, well, like, and is that is that good for the sport as, at large? I, I don't think it
0: is. We've talked about this, you know, and, and I've seen it other places as well, like, You want upsets, and you want some Cinderella to make it the first couple rounds. Right. But you kind of want to end the season with the good teams, you know?
1: Yeah, you want the big dogs in there, you know, and, and like, I mean, if San Diego State played Florida Atlantic in January would would anybody outside those two schools really be that interested or even notice the game was happening now i I realize it is the final four and they've won the games to get there i'm not taking anything away from either team but nonetheless it's like uh, you know it's i mean it's a tough one to get into it's kind of obviously a different context but it's a little bit like bowl games you know the early bowl games between you know louisiana monroe and uh, you know Western Kentucky it's like would I watch this on a regular Saturday of course not so why do I care just because
0: you put a bull game on it mm-hmm
1: I, I mean now again that's different bull games mean nothing and this is for the right to you know be one win away from the national championship but still it's it's a little hard to get into and you know Miami's I mean Miami's a good team but I don't know like I, no one really thinks basketball when you think Miami um, and Yukon you know, yeah, they've won four national titles in 25 years, but the last, you know, six seven years, they haven't really been any good. Um, so it's a it's a tough one. And I, yeah, I just don't know. I read, I, I know Charles Barkley was on 60 Minutes this weekend, and I read, you know, that he talked about how college basketball is is in a is in a really bad place right now. And I agreed with his point. I didn't agree with how he got there, though. He talked like, you know, oh, it's because nil is going to funnel all the best players to the to the same schools and and they're going to be the dominant schools and i'm like uh first of all i don't think that's true secondly i don't think that would be bad dominant schools dominant teams make a sport better because then you've got something to everybody's shooting for everybody wants to to be that you know can can anybody take down alabama in football and and when teams do it's a big deal like wow lsu beat alabama clemson beat alabama that's huge basketball lacks
0: that like right now. Yeah. No, it's absolutely the case. The the thing with Barkley about the NIL, the point that I th- find interesting is a team like Miami where you've got big NIL money. True. Will True. it will it reorder the blue bloods? Like is is there going to be less Michigan State? And more Miami.
1: And and I guess that's possible. Yeah. yeah, You know,
0: because also uh, related to that, will there be some schools who absolutely can, you know, pay for both like Miami? Sure. And will there be some schools where you just have to make a decision and it's like, hey, look, Texas A&M's got a bunch of money and it's all going to football. (laughs) <laughs> well, and that's
1: that's an interesting one because I even was thinking about that. in, you know, when I saw Barkley's comments, I'm like, I don't know is is NIL going to be as big of an influence in basketball? Because if you're, you know, and I was thinking of, of schools like like an Ohio State, for example, that has in recent years been really good in football and really good in basketball. And if you're a you know a company, a collective, whatever, a booster, and you want to put your money toward getting the best players. You get a much better return on getting the best players in football because they have to be there three years minimum. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you go get the five star can't miss recruit in basketball, if he wants to go to college, which you know that's a different point. Some of them don't even go to college, but if he wants to go to college, you're getting them for one season.
0: Well, and you have and unless to... that
1: season is a national championship or final four season, you feel like did I did I get my money's worth? Probably not.
0: Well, and to your point, you're. Not just having to bid against other schools, you're having to bid against the G League, and exactly. overseas elites, yeah. and yeah. you know.
1: So, so I just don't know. I'm not certain that. Like, I sort of feel like if NIL had come into play 20 years ago, that it might have had a much bigger impact on basketball than it's going to now. I kind of, I kind of feel like what it's going to do is it's going to keep the 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 Oscar Sheebways and the Drew Timmies and guys like that in college longer, which is fine. Um, you know, that's, that's good for the game, I think overall, but they're not really big NBA prospects, but it's like, Hey, you know, I could stay here. I can be a star. I can make some money. Um, and, and then, you know, when that's over, I probably, am,
0: you know, I'm going to Europe, going to Europe or, uh, yeah, or playing in the G league
1: or, or riding a, a bench in the NBA. Like, all right, but, but is it really going to make the star players, the, the scoot Hendersons of the world, uh, you know, an American kid who could have gone to college, but went the G league route. Is it going to make him more likely to go to college, stay in college? Uh, you know, I don't. I don't think so. I think the, the the door is the door has been open for too long to go back. It might have that effect in football, some ways. You know, like it. It might see. I mean, you see it this year with all the quarterbacks who could have gone to the NFL, and so many of them stayed. Bo Nix, Michael Penix, Spencer Rattler. You know, on and on. You know, there was a ton of guys who they were eligible to go. And they either stayed at their school, went to another school, you know, Sam Hartman. Like, that's a big impact. But I don't know if basketball is going to see that as much.
0: Yeah.
1: I don't know. Uh, you know, that's,
0: no, that's a, it, good it's a tough
1: one to our, you know, because there's so many layers to it. And I'm not saying it's going to have no impact, but I don't agree with Barkley that like, oh, well, this is going to lead to, you know, Duke and North Carolina and Kansas and UCLA and Kentucky getting all the best players and they're going to dominate every year. I'm not sure that I believe that because even if they do, it's it's going to be a lot of, you know, one year and done guys. And, you know, not many of those teams have won national titles. Kentucky won one, Duke won one, but it's, mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's much easier said than done. Oh, we'll get, you know, four really good freshmen and they're going to win a title. It doesn't, doesn't happen that often.
0: Yeah. Well, and look, it's, you'll be interesting every year. That's Kentucky's sure. model basically. Sure.
1: Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's hard. to Like I said, I, I read the headline of Barkley's comments and I thought, yeah, I'm going to read this article because I think I agree with him 100%. And then I read his rationale of why he thinks that. I'm like, man, I think it's the complete opposite. I think college basketball would be better off if you had dominant teams. And, and teams like Duke of the early 90s or UNLV of the early 90s or the Fab Five at Michigan or, you know, like you go back to the 90s and you had those teams that year in, year out were really good. And they had Arizona, I and mean, I hated them, but mm-hmm. like Arizona was really good throughout the 90s and in large part because they had guys who stayed three, four years, good players. and And so that team, you could rely on them.
0: Well, like, I mean, you look um, at the yeah, national title good. team and you had Bibby was a freshman, but Right, you and know, he stayed. A, so, yeah, he st- well, Simon Dickerson yeah. and Bibby all stayed in the '98 season.
1: Yes, yes. I mean, I was, I was just thinking of them. Like, didn't they? If I'm not mistaken, didn't they return all five starters the next yeah. year? It, uh, you know, and they got. I think they lost. That was the year they lost to Utah when when Rick Porcello pulled out the triangle in two. Um, and, you know, but like that's unheard of now. You would never, you know, Mike Bibby clearly would have been a one and done. Um, and, and you probably would have lost two or three other guys from that team
0: as well. Mm -hmm. I mean, Simon and and Dickerson probably both would have. For sure. For sure. (laughs) I
1: think. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, now we know that team better because we lived in Tucson, but still like I, I was thinking this just this morning and I'm thinking, you know, you mentioned last year was, you know, four blue blood programs. It was only 12 months ago. And I thought, okay, you know. And I don't know exactly, but if I could go, you know, 20 guys started those final, you know, five for each team. How many of them could I name right now? And I only got to seven. Whereas if I went back to like a mid-90s Final Four and you gave me those, I could probably do better than seven very easily.
0: Yeah.
1: And I got, I got three from Duke, Van Caro, Griffin, and Mark Williams. I got Baycott and Caleb Love from North Carolina. And I got Remy Martin and Jalen Wilson from Kansas. Can't name you a starter from Villanova last year, off the top of my head.
0: Yeah, I mean, my brain just sort of flushed everything besides Martin, <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, you know, yeah. like, and that's and and now there's other. If I looked at the box scores,
1: I probably, uh, you know, I'd be, oh yeah, that guy. Oh yeah, you know, like it's not like I'd see a bunch of guys that I would like. Who was that? Uh, you know, but still, like, it's it's not great that like. But then if I, I mean, so Duke 2022 made the final four. I can only remember three starters. But if you ask me Duke of 1992, I could name you all five real quick. Mm -hmm. Christian Leitner, Bobby Hurley, Brian Davis, Grand Hill, Thomas Hill done. Like, I mean, you know, and, and that's, I don't know if that just means I'm old, but I also think, you know, like Christian Leitner, Bobby Hurley, and Grant Hill were stars. Like you didn't, you didn't have to think about uh, who do they play for? Who, who's the point guard of Duke? Uh, No, you knew that. And and now it's like, uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, and we remember Remy Martin because he played at ASU. Yeah, most people probably don't remember him from Kansas.
0: Yeah, agreed. Um, it, look, it, it's the tournament is still fun. But oh, it's the tournament just, is fun, but it's that's, just the
1: that's in some ways the problem. The tournament is fun, and nothing else seems to matter. Yeah, in college basketball, it's a three week season. You know, and, and so the people who are, oh man, this tournament is so great, it's so unpredictable. Like I got, yeah, but were you paying attention for the last 49 weeks in the offseason, in the in November, December conference? Probably not, because you don't feel like you have to. You just well, pick it up, you, you get your bracket, you fill it out, you watch, like, oh, this is great. And then by next week, on Wednesday, you've forgotten all about it.
0: Well, and to your point, you know. I'm I'm not one to watch a lot of random college basketball games anyway, but I wouldn't have watched random games with these teams. You know?
1: No, no, and I used to be. I mean, I I used to you know watch not as much as football maybe, but you know like Big Monday when it would be you know a Big East game at 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 five and then a Big Twelve game at seven. Was like yeah, sure I'm gonna watch that, and I rarely do now. I mean, I I might check some scores. And see who won or whatever, but it's I just you know it's tough to it's tough to get into because the the players change all the time and the best players either don't play in college or they're, they're gone after one year, um, and and it just seems so divorced from the NBA game. You have a you know Zach Eadie who's going to win the Player of the Year, and I mean I joked about it, but I don't think it's a joke. Like that game that they lost to Fairleigh Dickinson will probably be the last time we hear Zach Eadie's name in the context of a big game ever yeah and and that kind of stinks that didn't used to be that way i mean you know in the 90s the players of the year were alan iverson and glenn robinson and tim duncan and elton brand and you know they they went on and were number one or very high draft picks and and all stars in the nba some of them hall of famers and like you know it it was more connected now it just it feels totally disconnected
0: yeah i agree a hundred percent it it's it's not as fun this way but that's okay i
1: don't think so it, it is what it is i mean it's it's kind of too late to change you, you know but it, i i read like i get the i get the morning email from the athletic because i have the subscription and you know, and i read the thing oh man this has been such a great tournament and it's like i don't know that i agree and it's been it's been an interesting tournament but I'm not sure that it's good for the sport when the tournament gives you these type of results, and no one's really that overwhelmingly surprised. Did it Did it feel like a huge, monumental thing that Purdue lost to Fairleigh Dickinson? It didn't quite to me.
0: Well, because it, it happened that, before. But, but it, like, you know, we, we watched a one get beat. Now
1: We've seen it before, but it's also like, did Purdue really feel great? I mean, they had Zach Eadie. Like again, compared to the one seeds in the nineties, early two thousands, where it's like, man, that those teams are loaded. And if they had lost to a sixteen, would have like how did that happen? But was Purdue really a great team? I don't I don't know.
0: Yeah. I get that.
1: I don't know. I mean, I guess that's that's my thing, is like if when Arizona was really good at, with Lou Dolson and they got a, a number of number one seeds, if they had lost it would have been like, oh my god, how did that happen? They lost to a sixteen, but even Virginia, what, what year was it? Virginia 18,
0: 2018 yeah, five They lost years ago.
1: I, like, I don't know that that was a great team. They were the number one overall seed, but I, I, you know, I struggle to remember too many players on the team. I think they had Kyle Guy and and uh, uh, Ty Jerome because they were both big players the next year. I am struggling to think of anybody else.
0: Yeah, I, I think the other thing was that was such a. It, it, a convincing it was a convincing loss it was. too. It was yeah. like you just yeah. kept waiting for Virginia to make match. a run, yeah. and it just never happened.
1: That's you know? true. That's true too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, uh, but it just—I don't know. It just doesn't. It doesn't feel like a tremendous surprise. Like I, I mean, I watched pretty much the whole second half of the Fairleigh Dickinson Purdue game, and. It didn't honestly feel like Fairly had played out of their minds. It wasn't like they were draining threes all over the place and like, oh my god, this is unbelievable. It was kind of more like, you know, yeah, well, Purdue's good, but are they really that good? Doesn't doesn't really feel like it. Feels like they could easily be beaten, and sure enough, they were.
0: Yeah. Well, hey, look, let's before we run out of time here, let's pivot. There's to There's no about, conclusion
1: to this, but yes, yeah. we can we can
0: move on. Let's let's talk about WrestleMania this weekend before we yes. uh, go. Um, look, it's the culmination of a couple bloodline feuds. You you get the Usos, you get Sammy and KO. Yes. You you get Cody Rhodes chasing the title from Roman, which by the way, feels like so obvious that Cody will win that I kind of want Roman to win now. Um, (laughs)
1: Yeah, I don't know that one. To me, I, I agree. It does feel obvious, but I could, I could see it. I mean, it sort of felt obvious two years ago when he, you know, oh Edge is going to win. Edge is going to get the, and then he didn't. And, and and Roman keeps it felt obvious at the London show. Like, well, okay, McIntyre is going to win. This is this is where it ends. They're going to give it to McIntyre, and he didn't. So I'm not totally sure.
0: Yeah, I am excited. I am looking forward to um, Edge. And the demon for that'll Hell be in good. A cell. yeah, yeah. I think that'll that'll
1: have it'll have theatrics, and I think it'll be a really good match too. Yeah.
0: Um, I think that will be a good one. I am very excited about um Cena Theory, which is another one that, by the way, uh, these feel like we know the outcome. You know, like I, so. I think Theory wins. Do you agree? Yeah. 'Cause yeah, I don't think John think Cena's one, gonna carry a title.
1: No, I mean yes. the only way
0: that it makes
1: sense is like, okay, see if you have Cena win and then Monday night he, he does an open challenge
0: and, and drops it to the next guy.
1: Yeah, yeah. Or or Theory answers the open challenge and gets it right back or something. But it's like I don't know, to me it feels like you're building theory pretty well as a as an up and comer heel. Um I think you give him that win, and then he can brag about it for the next, you know, several months. Oh, he beat John Cena at WrestleMania. To me, that seems like a pretty obvious one.
0: Yeah. Uh, Which is okay. I mean,
1: it'll be entertaining, but it's okay to have a fairly predictable outcome in some of them. Some of them are less predictable,
0: which is good, too. I mean, you've elevated the U.S. title by having seen a fight for it. Um which is good, because normally what I would say is you could do this. This could all be a move of everyone steps one seat over as Roman leaves. So you could, could book be. this yeah. as Cody wins, Gunther drops the IC title, and then he's challenging for the, the world title. They could do that, yeah. Fury yeah. drops the U.S. title so that he can challenge for the IC title, you know, and could we're be. just everyone's yeah. musical chairs yeah. at, you know failing upwards, basically. If
1: Roman, if Roman takes a, takes a break, which it seems like,
0: you know, I've heard that
1: report that he's going to take some time off after mania, which if so, then it makes that outcome very predictable, but I, but I don't know. I mean, he already has lots of time off built in his contract. So, you know, could you just have him take a month off as the champ? And then he comes back, you know,
0: for backlash, mid
1: May (laughs) for backlash or for, or the Saudi show at the end of may or whatever, you know, like uh yeah, I mean, you could do that. He's not on every week anyway, um, so I don't know. That one's a, that one. I'm not sure. I feel like Ko and and Zane winning is one predictable, but even more so right. Yeah. They need to give them that win like that. I I will be I will be disappointed if they don't give them that moment.
0: I agree. I think that would be a very big opportunity wasted it, because you know, look. Are they going to eventually turn on each other again? Probably. Oh, um, for sure. But, that's wrestling. you know, it, like I, I've heard one idea for the booking that I liked is the Usos drop the title, Roman retains, and that's why the bloodline breaks up is Roman basically spends all of Monday assault verbally assaulting the Usos and how their failures. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, you can never do anything right. Well, I, you know, I can't I can't be the tag team champion and the undisputed champion by myself. Yeah, you know, could,
1: do, could go that route. Or I've also thought you, you have those outcomes and then you do. You know, Roman basically kind of insinuates that the tag team titles didn't matter anyway. All that matters yeah. is his titles. Uh, they're fine because, you know, he has the belts and then they turn on him like, hey, we're, you know, we're important here too, basically. We're not going to, yeah. you know, it's not all about you. You could go either way with that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, and I, you, I, you know, Roman, a, a backlash dropping the title to culminate the, uh, it was Jay, right? Who he who Jay. challenged him? Yeah. So you have yeah. Jay, you have it come full circle and Jay takes the title at backlash. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, that's, you know, I feel like there's certainly potential there to go back down the road of Jay versus Roman, um, mm-hmm. whether it's for the title or not. Uh, like, even if Roman loses the title, do you have that, you know, and, like, you build a SummerSlam match around Jay and Roman, you know, just because, you know, Roman takes time off, he comes back, and, and you know, his, his first attack is on the Usos for not, you know, supporting him enough or whatever. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of ways they could go with it, which is kind of what's fun. Like, I don't, mm-hmm. I, like I said, I feel like KO and Zayn winning, definitely makes sense. And maybe you use that to split the tag titles too. You can have them be the magnanimous faces who say, you know, we need, we need titles on both shows, uh, you know, and we're going to give up whichever, um, have a tournament that ends at backlash or something like that for the other one. Um, you know, something like that makes sense, but uh, yeah, the, you know, and I think the U S title's fairly predictable. The, the women's titles, I don't know. I, I think Rhea wins. You,
0: you think so? I do. They've just built her so big, and she's Dominant, so yes. she's so important to the Judgment Day. Yeah, you know? I think
1: she wins, and, and Charlotte doesn't need the like she
0: doesn't need the title Look, to be over. Char- you know? Look, well, and her dropping the title just lets her add another number the next That's time true. she wins the title. Get closer yeah. to, to
1: Rick's number, exactly. <laughs> and you could also have Charlotte then lose and turn heel because she's a better heel anyway. You know, mm-hmm. you have Charlotte lose and. Becky goes after the title and then, you know, Charlotte costs her. I don't know if they'd go that route again because those two hate each other in real life. But, uh, you know, like there's a way to have her be a heel. Um, The other one, like, I'm not sure where they go with that because it's honestly of the of the feuds they've done at Mania, probably the worst built is Bianca and Asuka. There's no heat behind it at all. Like Like, I don't I don't know who's the heel and who's the face. I don't know why I should care, besides... They're both good wrestlers, and the title's on the line, but they
0: have no yeah. heat behind it. Yeah, well, the the Asuka part is like, I think we were all supposed to get really excited when she returned to that... Right. ...like, evil, you know, malice Near in her dynamic, heart. Yeah. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, I, I don't. Like, I was like... It's,
1: well, and it's also like they haven't explained it.
0: Yeah. Like, like I mean, unless you know
1: her history which most of us don't, like, does this make her a bad guy? Because she hasn't really acted like a bad guy. She's kind of, like, just been weird. Like yeah. she, I mean, there hasn't been any, like, malicious attack on Bianca Belair or something. It's like, well, so am I supposed to not like her? Am I supposed to like her? I don't know. Um, and, and Bianca's okay, but I don't know. I don't I don't find her, like, overly charismatic. She's a good wrestler. She's very athletic, you know, but, like, her, her promos are a little... A little canned. I feel like they're a little like '90s here or '90s babyface promos. Like you know, uh, I'm a, I'm a hard worker. I'm taking on all challengers. Like all right, that's
0: cool. Well, I've I heard. I don't know if that really works in 2020. On on one of the podcasts that I listened to, they said that some people are starting to refer to her as Jane Cena. Like that, she's just nice. She's good. She's a good person she she's I a good that, wrestler but I, I could go
1: along with it yeah and it's like it so somewhat, that's the story somewhat but... like early cena yeah cena was on week in week out now cena's loved because yeah. he only shows up occasionally and he you know but yeah when when cena was on every week and carrying the show yeah it was sort of the same way like there's not a lot of edge to him like he's yeah. he's just kind of the all-american good guy
0: yeah and that's and kind yeah, of that's, how that's a good she comparison is. And like, look, somewhere in there, is there going to be her and Montez Ford making a heel run in their careers? I I hope so. Probably, probably, um, and it could work. I think she could be a
1: good heel. I think being a heel is easier. Yeah. Honestly, I think it's just it like you got to be yeah. you got to be so over as a face to really work week in week out. But being a heel. You know, you can take shots at the fans. You can cheat to win. You know, there's easy ways to get heel heat. Yeah. And But being a face, like, you, you know, the fans really have to buy into you.
0: So I have, I have my... Here's my thing that I don't think will happen, but is my heel WrestleMania move that I'm Done. excited for. I don't think they'll do it where they should in an Usos match or in <laughs> a Roman match because... I, I don't think that, you know, those guys are working heel, but mm-hmm. the heel move, the distracting heel move is the match is going on, you need to change momentum, and then you hear, if you smell, come uh, over the loudspeaker, uh, uh, and everyone stops, uh, Yeah, and then there is no rock, but the person's distracted, and you just, it's you just know. It's just a distraction. Yeah, yeah.
1: I like it. I like the
0: idea, yeah. I, I, I kind of wanted that to happen in Montreal where you knew Sammy would just stay over anyway. Yeah, yeah. Is have him, yeah. like, have him, like, I got to pull out all the stops, and that is pulling out all the stops,
1: right? Yeah, that's an interesting
0: idea, yeah, yeah. Because everyone's I mean, like, I, is he coming back, he's not coming back, and then you do it, the crowd will go nuts, everyone will lose right. it, and then he's not there.
1: And then he's not <laughs> there, yeah, yeah, no, I mean... You're right. It doesn't. It doesn't necessarily make sense in the context of the Reigns match, but it. But it would be a good heel move. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you, especially if you built it a little more, like he could show up. They haven't mentioned yeah. him at all. Like I don't. I don't think he's. I mean, it sounds like he's not going to be there unless they're saving him for a surprise. Just come out and cut a promo to start like night two of WrestleMania or something like that. You know, and like get the fans amped. Mm-hmm. But he hasn't factored in any stories at all. So I. And I don't think they would not build him a little bit, like a little bit of like, oh, the rocks, yeah. gonna, oh, could the Rock show up or something? Like, I don't know if he's going to yeah. factor in a storyline, especially.
0: Well, and that's the thing is, you know, new wrestling, with the exception of maybe a a Christian level appearance at the Rumble, yeah, is you just tell me it's coming? Exactly, you exactly. know, you
1: want the ratings. You want you want the ratings boost. You want the streaming boost if it's pay per view, whatever. Yeah. Um, there is not a lot of like, oh my god, the Rock showed up out of nowhere. They don't. I mean, they do that occasionally with Lesnar now, mm-hmm. but but you know he's still sort of full time. Like, I mean, not really full-time, but, you know, uh, you know. or Edge. Edge has yeah. had a lot of, the, I mean, Edge even made fun of himself, you know. I, I saw, you know, a couple months ago on Raw, like, you know, I'm, I've got the most returns of anybody in the, you know, like, yeah, he does. He, he shows up and gets the surprise return all the time. But, yeah, the, the big, like they did with Austin last year. You could have made the Austin thing a surprise, but they didn't. They, mm-hmm. they basically told us Austin's going to show up and be on the KO show. And, you know, the surprise was that they had an actual match kind of, um, you know, but yeah, they, they tend to burn those more. So I don't know. I mean, here's one thing I like from what I have thought, like every title's on the line since they got rid of the 24 seven, you got the tag, Mm -hmm. you got the world titles, you got both women's and both secondary titles, Intercontinental and U S like that shouldn't be that hard to do, but it been that way at recent WrestleManias.
0: Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think it's good.
1: And they're all good, Matt. Like, that Intercontinental triple threat could be a really good match. Like, those three are all good workers. They've worked together a lot. I, I don't know who's going to win. It's fairly unpredictable what they do. You, you know, do you keep the Gunther run going because it's going really well? Or do you have him lose it but not get pinned so that it doesn't make him look weak but you still put the title on someone else? Like, you know, I, I'm excited for that match, honestly.
0: Yeah. I think that'll be a good one because they – Look, every time Gunther's got in the ring with either of those guys, yeah. the Rumble, the yeah. the UK show, whatever, it, it's been good. It's good, yeah, yeah. And, and
1: Sheamus and Drew have worked together so much over the years that they they know every you know they know every trick in the book that you know. So they'll have good dynamic, and yeah, I think that'll be really good. Um, you know, Edge, Balor, you know, for the non-title looking for you know, and. I I can't stand Logan Paul, but that Rollins Logan Paul match will probably be really good. It'll be high flying. They'll pull out some crazy stunts. Uh, I hope Rollins wins. Uh, You know, Rollins hasn't won a big match in too long. He lost all three to Rhodes. He, you know, he didn't win the title from Reigns last year. It feels like you know he's so over. It's like give him
0: a big win. He needs it. Well, and I just I'm kind of I'm over the one lucky punch Superman punch move. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I agree. And like
1: Logan Paul doesn't need to win. I mean, like they're going to, he's going to be a guy who shows up, you know, for four or five pay-per-views a year. Um, they're going to build him as an annoying heel. Like he doesn't need wins and losses, you know, but, but, and, and I guess in some ways you could say neither does Rollins, but it's like, all right, man, Rollins could be a main event title contender guy. And, He's been in a lot of great matches recently, but he hasn't won very many of them.
0: Like, mm-hmm.
1: Give him a big win on WrestleMania.
0: Yeah, well, and that's that's one of the things, right? Is there are guys who like he can take a loss. We talked about that, you know. Yeah. They they, they can take a loss. Charlotte can take a loss. Sure. But like, sure. you know, one of the reasons why I think Sammy and KO have to go over is last year KO worked with Austin and Sammy right. had the you know, jackass match. And it's like, that's, you know, that they both lost. They were campy matches both. Right. It's like, let them just go over with like, they need that. Yeah. Plus recently they've
1: lost, like Owens lost to Reigns Zane lost to Reigns. Like, all right, I get that. But like, it's, it's time to give them their moment in the sun like, all right, they've, you know, I mean, Owens said it on SmackDown last week as, as part of a promo, but it's really true. Like, Zayn has probably been the MVP of of the WWE the last year. And it's like, give him that moment. He's earned it. To win a title on WrestleMania, I think it should be the Saturday main event. I don't know if it's going to be, but I think it ought to be if if they do
0: it right. Yeah. So do you think, real quick, do you think we get a Rock or an Austin, somebody who the crowd will pop for? I could see, I think Austin's
1: more realistic than Rock. I, here's my here's my sort of prediction, and I'm not it's not my original idea because I've read it suggested. They've been doing a lot of L.A. night, uh, you know, obnoxious. You can't have an L.A. WrestleMania without me. Yeah. He's over with the fans as a heel. Fans are reacting to him. You have him come out. He cuts a little promo, and then you know the glass breaks. Austin comes out. Uh, they get into a little war of words. Stunner, beer shower you know, that type of thing, it makes for a good moment, it gives LA Knight the rub of like, okay, he's in a big time segment with Stone Cold and you could push him after Mania, like, you know, yeah. even if he even if he gets beat up, who cares? Yeah. Like, you know, you put him in that, it's kind of like, oh, it's, you put him in that, that role and you can use that. So I, I think that's more likely. I don't think Rock, I don't, I mean, I think between all the movie stuff and the XFL and all that, like, it seems like he doesn't, he, he's not a factor in it right now, so I, I I hope I'm wrong. I'd love to see him, but it just doesn't feel like there's any momentum to that.
0: The only rock appearance I could see, and I don't think they'll do it, but last year, and I know this was post-Heart issue and Pacemaker, but they had Triple H just come out and do Welcome True. to WrestleMania.
1: True, and they could. Yeah, right. I agree. that That is the only sort of thing that makes sense is like, you know, you've got Miz hosting WrestleMania, so you could have like, Okay, the Miz comes out to quote-unquote host, and right as he starts talking, the Rock's music hits, and he interrupts him. And, you know, if you want to even get a little, you know, give him a rock bottom or something like that yeah. to embarrass the Miz.
0: And you do the millions and millions. Yeah, you know.
1: yeah, that, that could work. I think if anything, it's that. It's not going to be storyline. It's not going to be anything with Reigns. Like, I think they're still, they're still probably holding out hope they could do that in the future actually have a match, you know, next year's WrestleMania, I mean, every, you know, it's an annual rite of November, December, that the rumors start that this is going to be the year of the Rock Fights at WrestleMania, so I'm sure they're probably hoping they can pull that off in the future to actually have him involved in a story.
0: Yeah. But yeah, it's, I, I think you might get him for that, for just a, here's your reward for having to buy tickets to uh, crypto. And, uh, and so far so yeah, is yeah. You That's know, true. The I Rock's can see gonna that. appear. It,
1: it it makes sense. You're right. Like a Triple H appearance where you, you hit his music. He comes out, talks. Maybe even no physicality at all. He just comes out, talks. Welcomes the fans. So, you know, finally the Rock has come back to WrestleMania. Yeah. Big pop. Get yeah. on with the show. That that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. If anything, I see that. But but yeah. And okay, two other matches, real quick. We haven't talked about. I'm just gonna give you my quick prediction. I think Trish turns heel on Lita and Becky cost them that match.
0: Yeah, I can see that. She
1: Because they're hinting at that. Like they've got Lita and Becky won the tag titles, and Trish is just like there for the ride. And, mm-hmm. you know, like there's rumor that she's gonna do like a little bit of an extended run. It's not just a one off. So they could have her turn heel. She could face Lita again, or she could face Becky. Like, I think that... I see that coming. There was kind of a hint of it last night on Raw. They had they were on the Miz show, you know, and the Miz like you know, what, you know, why are you two serving as backup to Becky Lynch? And Lita talked. It was like, well, I you know, I don't think this title makes me backup to anybody. Trish didn't say anything. Like, there's there's enough hints there that they could be going that direction.
0: Yeah, that would be neat.
1: So I could see that, and then the Mysterio match. Oh. One, I, I have to say, wrestling is just the best. With SmackDown, when, you know, Dad comes over and punches his son in the face and the crowd goes crazy. There's nothing like pro wrestling. You take it out of context, it's utterly ridiculous, but in pro wrestling, it makes perfect sense.
0: Yeah, well, and you know, you know what's going to happen is he's going to come interrupt the Hall of Fame speech. I think so, yes. Yes, which
1: I don't like. I don't like they're doing that. You know, I think they're going to, but the Hall of Fame should be separate from story. I, I, you know, like that's why they usually don't induct active guys because there is no story, but he probably is. And I think he wins. I think Dom wins with
0: cheating, probably some cheating. But I think this is how, I think think this is how it ends for Ray. Like, I think, think, I think think Ray's done. See, I think
1: this extends. I think he wins. And then I think, you know, they get like a tag team match at Backlash and then they fight again at King of the Ring. Like they could extend this for two or three months if they wanted to.
0: Yeah, but I, I think Ray might be done. Like, I think maybe. he just might be... And if he dead.
1: is, that makes sense, I suppose.
0: You know, if you, you know, have him but, do this speech, yeah. it, I think is... I heard that there was a chance that it was going to be Conan to do the inducting. Yeah, I heard that too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which that would yeah. be fun. And then you have, you know, Priest in and Rhea in Dom's corner and Conan, maybe you get him to be in Ray's corner. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, so...
1: I mean I can see that. That makes sense I suppose. Yeah.
0: And then, you know, he hits some moves, Dom goes over. You know, thank you, good night. And may I mean they could. They could. And like I, I, think out, I think Ray wants to go out and yeah. I think Ray wants if I was guessing, he wants to go out putting Eddie Guerrero's son over. So <laughs> yeah. I suppose.
1: I mean, like I, I just I feel like it's the first of a series of matches. Like my my sort of cynical, but not totally cynical prediction is the next pay per views in in Puerto Rico. Bad Bunny's going to be there. Uh, you have a you know, Bad Bunny helps Ray, and then you get a tag team: Ray and Bad Bunny against Priest and Mysterio, and then. They go over, but then Dom still has the singles win, so then they fight again in the singles at King of the Ring or Money in the Bank or whatever. I mean you could you could stress this for a while if you wanted to.
0: Yeah. No, that's a good point. And I don't know. I just you know. I feel
1: like Bad Bunny's gonna wanna be part of a match. And he's gonna wanna be a babyface. And he's got history with Damian Priest. They were on the same team, but now it could be like you know, I'm here to save Rey Mysterio from well, you how can evil you, bastards. Yeah, you know?
0: it could be a you know Priest. How could you be like this? Exactly. You know?
1: Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you know, and then you then you let them get the win, so he gets a hometown pop. Rey gets his win back, but then Dom can still brag that like you know you couldn't beat me one on one. Uh, okay, son, I'll fight you again one on one. You know, to me, it, it feels like the start, not the end. But mm-hmm. I could be wrong. We'll see. I mean, you know. But it just, I guess the other thing is like, where does Dom go if this is the end? If, if like, if what happens, you know, Ray's done, does Dom have enough heat built up to to like be a heel without Ray Mysterio involved? I'm not sure that he does right now.
0: Yeah, fair.
1: But in two months, he might. If you want to continue that, and you could always, you know. The, the inevitable reunion of father and son makes for an easy story, too. Mm-hmm. You know, Ray goes away for a bit, takes some time off, Dom becomes the weak link, the Judgment Day turns on him, and then, you know, there's your Ray Mysterio running down to save his son from a beating, and they, they hug in the ring, and they're back on the same page.
0: Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll see. I...
1: We'll see. We'll see. It'll be fun, though. It's a, it's a good card. That's the one, I mean, like, I like yeah. the... I like the depth of the card, there's not a lot of dud matches. Uh, you know, the the Lesnar Omos matches, uh, you know, likely to not be anything that's a work of art. But you know, it'll be it'll be theatrical. Um, well, Lesnar I mean, we o- had a we had a win,
0: weigh-in for some reason. On exactly. That, you yes. You know, and, so, and
1: I know you didn't see Raw, but I'm going to tell you something that's going to shock you. The weigh-in did not go off according
0: to plan. Well, you mean they didn't just weigh them and they then tell us they how much each man... They did not both just weigh lived. in, shake hands, and leave. That did not happen. Well, even a stare down. You know, like a, a stare down with, like, the posed fists up. <laughs> it wasn't even that. It wasn't yeah. that. I, did, I was
1: surprised, too. It did not go off like that.
0: Is it... Let me guess without seeing. Did someone uh, pick up the scale? That is actually 100% correct. Yes. I, yeah, yes. had a feeling.
1: Well, one if we never got Lesnar's weigh-in,
0: can uh, you even have a match?
1: Came out and and then charged at Omos and then he picked up the scale and tried to hit Omos with the scale.
0: That's that's not good. That's it's I mean not. I, I don't I, know I, if I we can have the match without yeah. an official
1: weigh-in. I'm worried I mean, now, it's sort of Like when contract signings don't go according to plan, it's like, well, does does that mean the match that's going to
0: happen? Like I want I, w- I, I want to level with you. I've never seen a weigh-in for a match. <laughs> Before that, that actually completed the weigh in. I agree. I agree. I know it's, but they do uh, always announce a wait. I know know. (laughs) they do. They do. This time Lesnar
1: never even got on the scale. So I'm, I'm concerned that the the match won't be approved and we just won't have it. But you know, we'll, we'll find out in four or five days, I guess.
0: Unsanctioned. An unsanctioned agreement. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, but uh, but yeah, I mean it's it's a it's a good card. There's some depth. Uh, no Wyatt match apparently. He's got some weird illness or something like that. So I guess that got canceled. So yeah, sucks for Bobby Lashley in a way because he was going to be in a somewhat marquee match, and now he's on the Andre the Giant Battle Royal
0: on oh. Friday night. Oh, that's nice. So he finds his way into
1: he's somewhat something. on. Yeah, yeah, they're doing I mean, it on SmackDown, and he's in it. Like wow,
0: that's a I big I guess... drop from. Where he was. I guess he's got to win that, right? Like... Yeah, you feel like it, yeah.
1: Yeah, unless, unless like, you know...
0: You're you setting up for something. You
1: with him and Lesnar, and Lesnar shows up and costs him or something like that.
0: Yeah. Ah, man, that's... Who
1: knows? Who knows? Uh, yeah, it feels like a... I mean, the only way I'm wondering is if, do they have him come in for the Omos-Lesnar match? Do you read, you know, they've been hinting at the Hurt business getting back together. Does yeah. he, you know attack Lesnar and show he's back on the side of MVP or whatever. But other than yeah. that, it feels like he's kind of lost at the shuffle with Bray Wyatt disappearing.
0: Yeah. Does Shelton Benjamin return to Brock's side? Does that- he could.
1: He could. Yeah. 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 That's possible. I don't know. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, it'll be fun, uh, you know, for, uh, on our earlier subject, you know, the final four, I gotta be honest, not the most exciting. So I'm not, I'm not too upset that WrestleMania is on Saturday night, too, and I can watch that.
0: That is what I will be watching. I can find I'm gonna out I'm going to be watching happened.
1: more of that. i I'll, I I'll, got the two TV set up, so WrestleMania will be on the big TV with sound, and then I'll have the basketball on mute. Um, but, you know, oh, wow. yeah, WrestleMania was probably going to be my number one draw anyway. If Texas had made it, I might have reversed that a little at times, but
0: they didn't, sadly. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about... WrestleMania, and uh, we'll talk about other stuff. Baseball yes, season indeed. starting and all of that. That's right. That's
1: right. We should do a little little baseball. Uh, we won't get it in before the season starts, but maybe a little preview next week uh, early in the season.
0: Yeah. Until next time, he's Matt. I'm Ben. It's the Ben Matt Sportscast.